Welcome to Old Treasures Made New, your devotional podcast on the go or at home, where we read the scriptures and reflect on them with those from the past. Today we're reading Mark chapter 4, verses 21 to 25, and then through J.C. Ryle's expository thoughts on Mark. Please take a moment to pause and to ask the Holy Spirit to bring understanding and to apply what we hear. Mark chapter 4, verses 21 to 25. And he said to them, Is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed, and not on a stand? For nothing is hidden except to be made manifest, nor is anything secret except to come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, Pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added to you. For to the one who has, more will be given, and from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is the word of the Lord. These verses seem intended to enforce the parable of the sower on the attention of those who heard it. They are remarkable for the succession of short, pithy, proverbial sayings which they contain. Such sayings are eminently calculated to arrest an ignorant hearer. They often strike and stick to the memory when the main subject of the sermon is forgotten. We learn from these verses that we ought not only to receive knowledge, but to impart it to others. A candle is not lit in order to be hidden or concealed, but to be set on a candlestick and used. Religious light is not given to a man for himself alone, but for the benefit of others. We are to try to spread and diffuse our knowledge. We are to display to others the precious treasure that we have found and persuade them to seek for it themselves. We are to tell them of the good news that we have heard and endeavor to make them believe and value it themselves. We shall have to give account for our use of knowledge one day. The books of God in the judgment will show what we have done. If we have buried our talent in the earth, if we have been content with a lazy, idle, do-nothing Christianity and cared nothing what happened to others so long as we went to heaven ourselves, There will be a fearful exposure at last. Nothing is hidden except to be made manifest. It is good for all Christians to lay these things to heart. It is high time that the old tradition that the clergy alone ought to teach and spread religious knowledge should be exploded and cast aside forever. To do good and diffuse light is a duty for which all members of Christ's church are responsible, whether ministers or laymen. Neighbors ought to tell neighbors if they have found an unfailing remedy in time of plague. Christians ought to tell others that they have found medicine for their souls if they see them ignorant and dying for lack of it. What does the Apostle Peter say? As every man has received the gift, even so minister the same to one another. 1 Peter 4.10 They will be happy days for the church when that text is obeyed. We learn in the second place from these verses the importance of hearing and of considering well what we hear. This is a point to which our Lord evidently attaches great weight. We have seen it already brought out in the parable of the sower. We see it here enforced in two remarkable expressions. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear, and pay attention to what you hear. Hearing the truth is one principal avenue through which grace is conveyed to the soul of man. 
Faith comes from hearing, Romans 10.17. One of the first steps toward conversion is to receive from the Spirit a hearing ear. Seldom are men brought to repentance and faith in Christ without hearing. The general rule is that of which Paul reminds the Ephesians. You also trusted after you heard the word of truth, Ephesians 1.13. Let us bear this in mind when we hear preaching decried as a means of grace. There are never lacking men who seek to cast it down from the high place which the Bible gives it. There are many who proclaim loudly that it is of far more importance to the soul to hear liturgical forms read and to receive the Lord's Supper than to hear God's word expounded. Of all such notions, let us beware. Let it be a principle settled in our minds that hearing the word is one of the foremost means of grace that God has given to man. Let us give to every other means and ordinance its proper value and proportion. But never let us forget the words of Paul. Do not despise prophecies, 1 Thessalonians 5.20. And his dying charge to Timothy, preach the word, 2 Timothy 4.2. We learn in the last place from these verses the importance of a diligent use of religious privileges. What does our Lord say? For to the one who has, more will be given, and from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is a principle which we find continually brought forward in Scripture. All that believers have is undoubtedly of grace. Their repentance, faith, and holiness are all the gift of God. But the degree to which a believer attains in grace is ever set before us as closely connected with his own diligence by the use of means and his own faithfulness in living fully up to the light and knowledge which he possesses. Indolence and laziness are always discouraged in God's word. Labor and pains in hearing, reading, and prayer are always represented as bringing their own reward. The soul of the diligent is richly supplied, Proverbs 13.4. An idle soul shall suffer hunger, Proverbs 19.15. Attention to this great principle is the main secret of spiritual prosperity. The man who makes rapid progress in spiritual attainments, who grows visibly in grace and knowledge and strength and usefulness, will always be found to be a diligent man. He leaves no stone unturned to promote his soul's well-doing. He is diligent over his Bible, diligent in his private devotions, diligent as a hearer of sermons, diligent in his attendance at the Lord's table, and he reaps according to what he sows. Just as the muscles of the body are strengthened by regular use, so are the graces of the soul increased by diligence in using them. Do we wish to grow in grace? Do we desire to have stronger faith, brighter hope, and clearer knowledge? Beyond doubt we do if we are true Christians then let us live fully up to our light and improve every opportunity. Let us never forget our Lord's words in this passage. With what measure we use to our souls, it shall be measured to us again. The more we do for our souls, the more shall we find God does for them. That is the end of Rao's expository thoughts for these verses. Let us carefully consider what we have heard today and may the Lord be pleased to bring the growth for his glory.
In considering what we've just heard, would you prayerfully ask yourself and others the following questions? First, are we sharing with others what we are learning and applying from God's word? What will God say about this when we stand before him? Second, do we not only value preaching, but seek to learn what we hear? Do we realize that when we hear faithful preaching, we are receiving a great gift? And last, are we diligent to use the means of grace, of preaching, prayer, private devotion, fellowship, etc.?